if I'm defending NAR, right? Where were those five, the five witnesses for the plaintiffs? Where were their five agents? Right. Why were they not there? This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 295 of The Real Word. Word is up. We've never, ever, ever done this. We never. recorded an entire episode 295. It was a very long one, too. It was a long one. It was yesterday. Yes. Before the verdict of the yes. Sitzer Burnett I mean, class action I lawsuit. Thought it, I came knew it was going to be fast, but I didn't think it was going to go that way. You predicted it. I'm like, this should be over by Pl- now. Play that clip right there. Clear well, on based that. on what their criteria is, I bet we'll hear something before we're done filming. No. Yes. No way. It's going to take the jury longer than that. Nicole predicted it. I said, <laughs> no, they're going to take all day to deliberate. They're going to be very thoughtful. Yeah. There's no chance we're going to have. A verdict, this pot will go up, or, you know, which was a recap of week two and into week one. And then we would do one, like a, week three. a special new, sort of like right now. Right. Yeah. And then we would just do an emergency pod. Yeah. So what we're going to do at the end of this pod, because people have asked for it. We took it down yesterday. Obviously, we did live. I did live reactions, Nicole. Yeah. On the live tab of this channel. Because we went through sort of the last four or five days, maybe not even two or three days of... We did. Yes. On the pod. And yes. So, some so I think like, that's well, important. I still want to see it. So at the end of this 295, we're going to share with you some of the important segments yeah. from the original 295. Right. That I think are important to help with the verdict here. Yeah. So yeah. You, you can either listen to this first half of the pod uh, and ignore the second half, or if you still want the recap of kind of how we got here yeah. and our reaction to it. Um, you know, I made a, a prediction that I said, hey, I don't think I the really like where the defense did. is heading and I was, on I, this. That actually, I left kind of worried. I was like, rut row. Yeah. I mean, this is this was their time to shine. Now, I was shocked with the ultimate decision. I was shocked with the sure. ultimate verdict, the, the the weight of it. And if you missed the, on well, the live... Well, especially since they only sat for, what, two hours and 38 minutes? Two hours and 28 minutes. If Jeepers. you missed the live... Uh, that that I did yesterday was over 90 minutes. It, we were taking call-ins, so we had live reactions from you. By the way, subscribe to this channel and hit the bell. Anytime something breaks like that, we will go live. We'll get your instant reactions. Uh, so subscribe and hit the bell if you want to be alerted. You were like those. a pig and shit for that hour and a half, huh? You well, were I love loving it. Radio. I, I love, but I don't love the result. And so the no. jury has ultimately sided with home sellers in this commission's trial. This is the first of now what is going to be likely many trials. Well, he already put in for another suit. Yes. And so we'll get to that in just a second. So this Missouri one has now been decided. Mm -hmm. You have Illinois coming in January timeframe, somewhere in quarter one, Illinois. And that's bigger scope. But what's even bigger scope now is what Nicole just mentioned, which, which is what Michael Ketchmark, the attorney for the plaintiffs, announced yesterday. Hopefully, his mom and dad are retired at this point, huh? The verdict. Oh, I mean, so mommy and daddy were at the entire trial. They were trial. there. They're going to be. Ketchmark, this $1.8 billion damages that I are awarded. I think I did the math and sent it to you last night. I'm like, that's $824 million. He gets 40% of that. They're not going to get $1.8 million because where are you going to get the money from? You can't yeah. get. Blood from a stone. The future of real estate is clearly up in the air in some degree, but your future doesn't have to be. 
Join us to get the most out of BAM in BAMX. Use code REALWORD to get 10% off your annual subscription. Starting in January, prices are going to go up. So get locked in now and get 10% off of BAMX. Use code REALWORD. Uh, now, with treble, the, the damages go up over $5 billion. Remember, NAR only has $1 billion in assets. Yeah. And these brokerages, far less. Right. Okay, so I don't know where the money's coming from. Unless they're going to crawl all the way back to the individual agent. Nicole, of course. Did you list any homes? Uh, you want to throw in? I mean. So. Uh -huh. um, I here's actually the new, feel like I haven't in the last Here's the new months, lawsuit. So we're good. Catchmark immediately filed a similar class action lawsuit, which included NAR and seven other major brokerage companies. Compass, EXP, Redfin, Howard Hanna Real Estate, United Real Estate, mm -hmm. Douglas Elliman, mm -hmm. and Weicker Realtors. Our goal is to take the message from Missouri, Ketchmark says, across the nation mm -hmm. and return the process of selling homes to the fair market and allow people to reap the benefits of technology. Remember that word. I'll come back to it. And to stop this conspiracy from affecting people in our country. It's been a glorious day, Ketchmark said. Technology. There are other quotes. He's, he's got like a like he he had a he has a problem with his agent. His oh, agent screwed God. him. He he's got real Holy real estate trauma. She he I mean, what did she do or he do? Rem remember, think about this. The the I'm gonna I mean, get back to that technology. He's really upset about his yeah. transaction. If you were his agent, let me but, know. But Holy he did shmooly. a far better job of articulating his pain. For sure. To the jury, and remember, the jury was made up of potentially all renters, right? Because you couldn't have transacted in that. And it was it was mostly what? Mostly men? Was it mostly men and one woman? I think it was just one. It was it was seven men, eight uh, eight people, seven men, one, one woman. woman. Yeah, yeah. And we know women are more likely to be a homeowner than men. But anyways, you, you had over a hundred people in the beginning of selecting this jury. They had to throw fifty percent of them out right away because during this time period they had transacted right. sold a home so they were automatically right. out so one of the jokes i think notorious rop made it was that well is this jury of renters potentially those who are going to decide the fate in the future you well, do have, they're thinking probably of their future you do have a percentage of renters who are bitter against home ownership because they haven't been able to put in the the accountability that it takes as right a to person save, to yeah to go and put themselves in position of home right. ownership. Now, some might say, Byron, that's not fair. Some some renters, and yeah, there are some renters that just got it tough, and I get that. Uh, but there are some that have just decided to spend their money on other things, and maybe there's this this bitter feeling. The jury took no time to deliberate. There was no, no deliberation, and so that speaks to Michael Ketchmark, the attorney for the plaintiff, being able to resonate with them more than what the National Association. Of realtors attorney did right he spoke down to the jury he told them in in these final moments to use common sense i mean if somebody tells you to use common sense yeah we should use that today in our team meeting yeah i don't think so <laughs> right it's, it's not a good way to get your message across and i said this i thought they did a poor job you'll see in the clip later yeah from when we did the original 295 they did a poor job articulating what Gary Keller was talking about in his email by a siege of commissions. He was talking about commission compression. Right. And I don't think Michael Ketchmark understood it. So how does the jury understand right. it? 
But when you or he didn't care to understand it, like because yeah. it didn't it didn't feed it didn't feed his story. So National Association of Realtors <clears throat> had you know Lawrence Yoon, who we've talked about Lawrence a yeah. whole bunch. He's been making you know eight hundred nine hundred thousand dollars a year to be the chief economist for over a decade plus at NAR. They had him on the stand, but never once did they have a team leader or an agent articulate their ability right. to negotiate. Now you also have witnesses from the plaintiffs that have said that they did. Um, hey, we signed this uh, contract. Nobody made me sign the contract. I just think it's unfair. Right. Okay. So how about getting? No, I feel. Like where, I feel like it's unfair. It was where, feeling. Where was, if I'm defending NAR, right? Where were those five, the five witnesses for the plaintiffs? Where were their five agents? Right. Why were they not there? For sure. So you say, hey, did you represent so and so in her right. sale? Yeah. When she made. X amount of dollars on her sale. Right. So all you really saw were the, were the, were the suits. Like that's the only people that were sitting there were the suits. It was the suits of the industry. Yes. Th probably the most toxic <clears throat> people in real estate. And it's funny because they did disclose the their their payrolls because they did in and one point last week say you need to like forget that you know what they're making too. I have so much respect for Gary Keller. Yeah. And what he's built. I think he's. A genius in our industry. I think I think he's done tremendous things. He's moved the industry forward. I also think that Gary Keller is so far removed for sure from the customer. Yeah. At this point, that it's hard for him to relate to the jury. Right. It's hard for him to educate the jury on what's going on yeah. in these good faith negotiations. Right. He spent a half hour talking about KW charitable right. events and right. charities. Well, if I'm sitting in the jury, I'm sitting there saying, can we get to why I'm here? I'm wasting two and a half weeks of my life. For sure. So I thought NAR did, a, I'm not going to blame Keller Williams attorney though. And I'm not going to blame BHHS's attorney. NAR has much more money. It's our money. They're sitting on it. Yeah. They should have spent every dying moment since 2019 until today making sure we had the best legal defense of all time. And they had a pathetic legal defense. And what's happened in between 2019 and today with NAR? Yeah, lots. They've done a bunch of NDAs silencing women. So much. Um, yeah. They've like probably sued a bunch of people for misusing the we are our crappy commercial that they paid uh -huh. millions and millions of dollars for oh yeah that was after 19 wasn't it yeah. the new r all this stuff that the they've 3DR, done r and then i think they they reverted back think about all of the time they wasted since 2019 when they poo-pooed this lawsuit yeah now folks it's a reality for sure uh now you're faced with a national lawsuit by the way that national lawsuit nicole includes you it includes me so we're not Compass, we're not EXP, we're not Redfin, we're not Howard Hanna Real Estate, we're not United Real Estate, we're not Douglas Elliman, we're not Weikert. No. Uh, but the if you read the lawsuit, yes, it says others in that group, mm -hmm. and others would be anybody who, here, here's how you think about this, anybody who's used the MLS during yeah. this time period. So everybody, all agents. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> unless you were... Unless you're in a referral group. Man, if you're an agent right now operating outside of the MLS and... NAR, I'd love to interview you. Like you are maybe, you know, one of a few. How are they transacting? But you're iconic. Then. 
Have you heard on know. the radio that um, our smart MLS has been advertising on the radio? Yeah. So so hold your local board accountable. I think I'm going to be writing a letter about this. It's um, so bizarre. And then on the... the they the, billboards too. What and are then, you doing? And then what are you the, doing? In the, I mean, if, ask your agent to, to put you on smart MLS. Like what is happening? The Our local uh, board too is advertising on like the, 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 like the traffic brought to you by. And I'm like, what is happening? All right, so the jury anyway. unanimously responded yes to the questions around conspiracy. We laid them out uh, yesterday. The sellers alleged that NAR and others participated in anti-competitive practices by forcing them into a system where they pay a commission that is split between buyer and seller agents. That led to inflated fees that hover around 6% of the selling price, according to the plaintiffs who sought nearly $1.8 million in damages. They got it. With treble, this is going to go up over $5 billion. In announcing the verdict, uh, Stephen Baugh, the judge, said jury unanimously said yes to four of the five questions. Um and then they, within an hour and a half of the two and a half hours, they asked for the uh, calculation exhibit for calculating these damages. So their mind was made up within an hour and a half. Oh, they walked in with their mind made which, up. Which for to sure. me, it's like less than less than an hour and a half. Um, now, National Association of Realtors has sent out a statement to members. Um, Tracy Casper, the NAR president, signed off on this. I'm just going to go below our. Uh, questions um that they have uh, mm -hmm. questions that you might have what are the next steps legally and the timing so this is coming directly from nar this matter is not close to being final as we will appeal the jury's verdict we will re we remain confident that we will ultimately prevail mm -hmm. for since 2019 you've been saying oh we're so confident this is yeah. nothing don't worry about it now it's an um, uphill battle and now sure. it's like you're these rarely, when you have a unanimous decision, right. rarely just get overturned. I mean, right. it would it would be really odd to see that. In the interim, we will ask the judge to reduce the damages awarded by the jury. Due to the nature of appeals, this case will not, not likely be concluded for several years. So they're saying, hey, we're kicking the can down another we four or five years. We kind of knew that. We kind of knew that this wasn't going to be, regardless of which side. One of the questions, and Notorious ROP <clears throat> does a good job covering this. You can follow him over at Twitter, Rob Hahn. Um is does NAR have the funds to pay the proposed damages or post a bond to file an appeal? NAR has to file to post a bond. And it's not the whole I don't I don't know actually if it's the whole 1.78 mil, uh, billion, but it's a large number that they have to post yeah. right now. Uh, NAR is going to appeal, she says, uh, or NAR says, mm -hmm. and has the funds to post bonds. So they're saying whatever that number is, we've got the funds to do it, which allows us to proceed with our appeals and to defer potential payment of damages. While appeals will take years, we are confident we will ultimately prevail. We are also financially prepared for any final judgment. Well, if it's $5 billion on this in treble, right. we haven't seen Illinois, we haven't seen the other one, you're just, just not you're not prepared for any anything financial judgment. Yeah. Unless you're going to assess the members thousands of dollars. Well, we talked about each. that what two or three episodes ago about yeah, the assessments. Go back and I think we talked about it with uh yeah, we did talk about it a, a couple we did. of episodes. I don't remember, I remember like which episode. Being in a condo, How about this not question? Wanting to be in a condo? Is there any scenario where NAR would consider settling? Uh, NAR has always been open to resolution that maintains a way for buyers and sellers to continue to benefit from the cooperation of real estate professionals and eliminates our members' risk of liability for the claims alleged. That being said, we remain confident we will prevail in our appeal. Wow. Before that, they were like, hey, 
we're not going to settle. Listen, NAR, go talk to Nick Bailey and the boys at REMAX. Go talk to anywhere. See how they came to a, a settlement. Right. And I think you need to figure out your own settlement. I, I don't see a scenario based off of your performance here where you come out on top on an appeal. Okay. I, I, it's hard for me to envision that. Right. So that's where we're at. That's where um, we are. We've got the 90 minute live video where I took live reactions. Um, stay tuned into the hot sheet every single day. Cause if anything breaks, I'll obviously talk about it there. I mean, people are talking about it everywhere. Go on Instagram, go on Facebook. Yeah, people go to are now, doing lives. Yeah. We've got a bunch of coverage on it. Haley's going to pop in a couple of the segments that Nicole and I did the morning of the verdict without yeah. knowing the verdict. Yesterday. So we broke down that whole Tom Ferry, Alan Dalton. Yes. We, we reacted podcast. to the video. Yeah. We react to that video. So that's still in this pod. You can check that out. That's when, you know, the defendants asked for a mistrial. So we cover all of that. We cover the Gary Keller comments. And then we kind of give, you know, our thoughts leading into ultimately a verdict that I think shocked me. Did it shock you? Oh, I was shocked. I mean, I kept calling. I didn't realize you were on air. I was like, hello. You're calling. And I said on, on the like, live stream, I said, Nicole White's calling me. We just recorded a pod. It's totally irrelevant. <laughs> uh, I was like, but, why is he not answering? We have to do this like special report. But but uh, this is the first time we've ever done this. You're going to get our thoughts before finality. So this is going back into Tuesday morning. Uh have a listen. Keep it real. We'll see you on the next one. See you guys. So Catchmark played this video. Um, the defendants, NAR, uh, you know, Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, asked for a mistrial. They, uh, did. they, they said this is uh, basically, you know, change, you know, influencing the juror's mind. This wasn't presented as ev evidence. And they were not only asking for a mistrial, not like a retrial. They said this is a mistrial grounds for just tossing it out. So if you've heard about the clip, but you haven't seen it, Tom did pull the clip down. Smart. It went to private. I'm sure he was. I mean, you could tell even. Well, we'll watch the video. I mean, he he seemed a little mortified in the video, too. Somebody clipped it out. Smart. And there's the two minute piece, which we're going to show you now. Tom's a friend of ours. He's a friend of many. Tom is not implicated in this video at all because he says explicitly at the end, this is not a script I am recommending. No, this is not a good script. So this is an Alan Dalton script. Now, remember, the jury so, goes... So much for, like, the conspiracy because it's not like Tom is like, yeah, brother, you know? When you watch this video, remember, the jury is going in today to deliberate between... If this was a conspiracy, right? Uh, this commission uh, to inflate buyer broker commissions, did they or did they not, meaning NAR and these mm -hmm. brokerages, conspire, conspire to inflate buyer broker commissions? Right. So is this video evidence, which was never presented before the trial, is this evidence that there is a conspiracy? Because that's what the jury has to decide. I think it's a really bad script, but you decide, uh, Nicole. Let's watch it. Let's all re we'll react to it after uh, after the clip. I'm going to give your audience yeah 
the most effective commission cutting objection handling technique in he the history waits of the industry. for the end yeah. to give us okay. the most because effective commission be, cutting. We have to be concerned about compression yes. of fees, okay? 1,000%. Give okay. it to us. Now, I have to be very careful because as CEO of Real Living mm -hmm. and Senior Vice President mm -hmm. of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, I have a sacred responsibility yes. to represent the brands in the most professional This is possible. a legal disclaimer, ladies okay. and gentlemen. But I'm going to, but I, I've said this at our events, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I asked the audience, first yeah. of all, the technique yeah. is profanity-laced, but I'm not going to use any of the swear words because I'm not going to end my yeah. career today. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give the technique that this top producer and one of the top producers in the country, makes yeah. about two million a year, yeah. has been using for 40 years, but I'm going to bleep out the profanity. But all this right. is the only technique that I know works every time. Yeah. And so she was in my office. I was mm -hmm. president of the company, and mm -hmm. she says, Alan, this person wants me to throw in $10,000 at the closing. Yeah. Uh, can I use your office? Now, in the history of my company, this is a fact, mm -hmm. I never said a curse word. Mm -hmm. We didn't have that culture. When I played ball, I would. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. never professionally or yeah. in, my, in my home. Yeah, when you think. But here's her technique. I'm going to turn to your audience. I'm going to yeah, give you yeah, the give technique. It to him. You might want to write this down. Uh, if you write have your iPhone, here, here's a technique. I don't think you want to write There's it no bleeping, bleeping way I'm going to cut my bleeping, bleeping commission. What do you think, I'm a bleeping, bleeping hooker standing outside the Lincoln Tunnel at 3 o'clock in the morning giving bleeping, bleepings to, bleep, to sailors? If you think I'm going to cut my bleeping, bleeping commission, you can take this home and shove it up your bleeping, bleeping, and I know that it will fit, right? Did you, everyone get that? <laughs> now, after she, uh, Tom, after she finished, I went into the office, and I'll change your name to Susan. Yes. I said, Susan, Ian O's not going to cover this. <laughs> no. But I'll never forget what she said. But do you think I'm he's not gonna... recommending yeah, this script right. in case you're but, wondering. Exactly. But here's, here's what she said. But do you think he's going to bring it up again? Okay? Yeah. And what I'm saying is this. The most successful people mm -hmm. I've ever known in mm -hmm. real estate, yep. they're either unbelievably nasty yeah. or they're unbelievably All nice. Right. It, it, listen, he didn't... Uh, I'm not defending anybody here. I just want to... What I saw, what I saw in that two-minute clip, Tom Ferry outright did not recommend the there was, script there was no conspiring I, between the two of them at I, least. I get the impression that alan dalton isn't even recommending the script you know he, he was very didn't want to say the swear words and right. um and he says you know this isn't going to work for most people but he was making the comparison that and he said it at the end you either got to be so i guess nasty I, I would not recommend that approach no but what's really interesting though is this is an example though it's it sounds like the property was already under contract and afterward the homeowner was asking for $10,000 that's yeah. that's the impression that i was getting so like they've negotiated they've a already commission. negotiated the commission ne and now he's trying to hit her again yeah yeah and so he's making the, the point that this agent wants to nip it in the bud not the bot not the I, butt. I always say the butt but nah. uh nip it in the bud and end it right there finish them right there we're not lowering the commission here's why now it it's still a negotiation that's a nasty negotiation or shizzle that is a brutal way to do it you should never do it that way um you know you, you should validate your value up front yeah agree to terms through a negotiation of what you're going to be paid for your value and then you know if they try to renegotiate you later you're back into a negotiation this is a poor way to handle it but does that support evidence of a overwhelming conspiracy right to inflate 
buyer broker commission. Now, this also sounds to me like this is a listing agent validating their commission, right. not necessarily a, a, a buyer right, right. commission. Um, but does this sound like an overall conspiracy to you? No, not at all. I mean, again, even Tom sitting there saying, do not use this script. Yeah. I mean, it's very, again, because up to this point, they've been arguing that Tom and Mike, his dad, have been uh, sort of like feeders of this conspiracy that they're coaching us to do it this way and tom is is very clear he's bright friggin red i mean he's embarrassed um i I, the video actually it doesn't i feel like it doesn't even support what it is that they're arguing but i get it it's a it was super aggressive and it probably caught the jurors off off guard and it was like whoa right i think why they wanted to play it for the jury whether they knew this would get you know, something that would be considered or not right. by the jury was that they wanted the catch mark wanted to paint the of industry course. in a light, a used car salesperson light. Yes, right. And that script from a $2 million producer that Alan Dalton read on the Tom Ferry or, or, you know, that script that he shared on the Tom Ferry podcast of that $2 million producer showcase the industry as used car salespeople. Well, he That's said, where, where he, people he, think but he Right, and he even said at the very the end that uh, he's learned two things in the business. They're either really nice or they're really mean. Yeah. I mean... And so that is where the industry needs to remove itself from entirely. Um, the old I've got the MLS book mentality, yeah. that this closed version, this non-transparent version that did exist to you know, many degrees back in like the eighties. This is, this is where the industry needs to say, we're over here. We're the financial professional. We're going to, you know, have a really high standard on how we operate. And this is how we're going to operate. And this is how we're going to negotiate. Um, So there was, there's been a lot of things like that that have been shared by Michael Ketchmark, the plaintiff's attorney as well as a lot of Inman um, articles. And so I've been very thankful for Inman's coverage of this trial. I think they've done a good job. Yeah. But one of the brokerages, I can't remember exactly which one, one of the brokerages, you know, he kept bringing up an Inman article to trying to influence the jury, which they're not supposed to be influenced by news outlets. And one of the brokerages was like, since when is Inman like legitimate news? (laughs) Basically, I'm paraphrasing. That's basically what, you know, they said there. Um, and so they're they're trying to use Inman, which is industry talk. They're trying to news. It's very clear where it says opinion article. Yeah, opinion article or, yeah. or Tom Ferry podcast, industry pods to, that of stuff to influence the jury's mind. Now, do you believe that as sales professionals, you should be able to practice the way you're going to negotiate? through scripting or objection handlers, do you believe you should be able to practice that mm-hmm. as a professional right? Um, before you go out there and serve the public? Should you be able to be prepared I mean, and have preparation in yeah, your business? Of course. I mean, let, I, I, my, I have a, a seventh grader and he has to do an oral presentation. What do I tell him to do? Practice. Practice. Practice it. It's the only way that you won't be nervous. It's the only way that you'll look intelligent. Know your shit. Like, yeah. I tell my seventh grader to practice. I t- when he was in fourth grade, I probably told a guy to do the same thing. You and know? I, I, I think mean, the, the point is don't practice those Mike Ferry scripts that we shared last week on the pod. Yeah. Don't practice this 
script that Alan Dalton's referencing from some $2 million producer that has worked for her, uh, apparently, be a knowledge broker. Be somebody who stands out. What they have to go in there and decide is that there was a clear conspiracy, okay? Um, let me go to... I thought Eamon broke it down It did. Under well. Tuesday, according to the plaintiff's proposed yeah. jury verdict form, jurors will have to decide... Go ahead. Read, yeah, read whether that. they believe a conspiracy existed, and if they do, whether that conspiracy raised, inflated, or stabilized broker commission rates paid by home sellers. Okay, so one, did a conspiracy exist? Two, did that conspiracy raise, inflate, or stabilize um, broker commission rates paid? Go on. If the juror answers yes to the latter question, they must then say whether they believe each of the defendants knowingly and voluntarily joined the conspiracy with the purpose of furthering its goals. So did all the defendants knowingly and voluntarily join right. to further goals? Number three. The jurors must then say whether they believe the conspiracy caused the plaintiffs to pay more for real estate brokerage services than they would have without the conspiracy. So did this make them pay more, number four? If the answer is yes, they must then state the amount of damages proved by the class plaintiffs. So they're asking for $1.78 billion in commissions that, that could damages, uh, potential trouble damages could total around $4 Is that the full amount? Billion. Yeah, like it's, it's like, almost it's like, like, so they deserve so they wanna, nothing. They want to work for free. They I don't deserve get, nothing. I don't understand that yeah. part of it where it's like, and, and that's where it's like, what that's going to be a really hard question. State the amount of damages proved. Well, what are you saying the commission would have been one? Right. Two? How do you know you what don't. it would have been? This was already negotiated. So, but didn't one of the defendants, I mean, one of the plaintiffs even go on the stand and say that like she did negotiate yeah. or she knew she could negotiate? She didn't feel like she was tricked, but she says, I just think it's unfair. Yeah. Well, you signed a contract. So this to me, those four you know, bullets that the jury needs to come out with seem like a stretch to me, even with what I consider a B minus C plus job by the defendant's attorneys, even with Ketchmark having the strength of his mother and father in the courtroom. I still think that this is a real stretch for for the jury to come up with this. And maybe this is why NAR and BHHS and KW said, we're not settling. Not settling. Because even if this jury gets it wrong, we'll appeal, we'll drag this thing out, we'll, 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 we'll get a jury that can understand this. Um, maybe these Kansas City folk can't understand it, but well, it's it's almost like you could just let's just sit down and chat. Like I'll show you everything. I like ask them to see, to see like what they what they paid for, what they did. You know, like there's yeah. So I mean, I, if I don't. We have plenty of sellers. I want to know every place they've been and every dollar you've spent. I don't see Catchmark getting a W based off of that, but you don't know what the jury is going to do, right? And if they make a judgment here on feelings versus fact, I hope the judge really presses them on. Well, now we know why they couldn't have bought or sold a home within that time period because they may have had a skewed perception of it. Of course, because then they'd be like, "F this! I want part of this one point five billion dollars because I I sold my house. I want my seven dollars while Catchmark collects tens of millions of dollars." Right.